just watching episode 10, Dollhouse. From Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm Daniel Lewis. And from Los Angeles, California, I'm Chris Jones. Chris, it is great to have you back. Well, I'm glad to be back. I was very excited when I heard about this podcast. Yeah, uh, you came at like just the nick of time because... I was actually recording half of this. Originally, this was going to be a monologue because Eve doesn't watch Dollhouse anymore, and she just wasn't too interested in doing a podcast about it, and especially if she hasn't been watching it for a little while. And It's harder to talk about stuff you, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, although people do it all the time. They're called all politicians. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a political statement. <laughs> I had actually recorded half of an episode... And ended up having to uh, pause it for a little bit because uh, some other things came up. And then you happened to send me a message saying, hey, do you you need a co-host? Do you need someone to bounce some ideas off of? And I thought, yes, that would be great because you've been on the show before and uh, just works really well. I, I know I, I can actually use this as a shameless plug for your Facebook group because that's um, how I, I saw that you, that's what you were doing was, was through Facebook. And the minute I saw that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to be involved because I love Dollhouse. It's like one of my favorite shows. So this is very exciting. Yes. And that Facebook page is, well, I can't get the Facebook URL for that. I'll probably rub that in a couple more times because Facebook won't fix it. Oh, unfortunate. Yeah. So, from the minds of Joss Whedon, who created Buffy the Vampire (laughs) Slayer, Firefly, Serenity. Dr. Horrible Signal on Blog. I was trying to remember. (laughs) Dr. Horrible Signal on Blog, which is lots of fun. Comes this interesting story called Dollhouse. Very nice music there, giving it that dollhouse sound with the little dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> That's a really cool thing about Charles Whedon is that he pays really close attention to the music. Like the theme songs for all of his TV shows are are very exact and very precise and fit the show so well. Like he's very good at that. They got the mustard <laughs> out. <laughs> yes, he he did have a a musical episode on on Buffy, and I think he got bit by the bug, which is why he then did Doctor Horrible sing along blog because I think he just ended up falling in love with the whole music thing. But he's he has great skill when it comes to that. Actually, I have a theory that it could be bunnies. That it could be bunnies. Yeah, I'm. Re- I'm like pulling all of the stops to refer to the one and only Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, and I just lost geek credit that I have seen, and that is once more with feeling the musical one because yes. hey, anytime someone sings and dances and then spontaneously combusts, uh, spoiler that by bad? the way, yeah, that's like cool. I know, I know, and just it's hysterical. I I have in fact seen more Buffy than just that, but I I must confess, I do own that soundtrack to that episode. 
I do too. <laughs> Actually, I had the soundtrack before I watched the episode. I listened oh, to the soundtrack really? and I had to see the episode and see what are they singing to and about. And some stuff kind of surprised me. But anyway, that's yeah. a different show. <laughs> that's not the show we're talking about. <laughs> yes. This is not the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode of Are You Just Watching? This is the Dollhouse episode of All Are You Just Watching? <laughs> so for those who aren't totally caught up, with Buffy (laughs) Dollhouse (laughs) not Buffy the Vampire Slayer Dollhouse I will warn you that this podcast will contain some spoilers up to season 2 episode 4 that's the last episode that both of us have seen and so we will be talking about some things up until that point Right. for those who haven't seen Dollhouse yet or maybe have no interest in seeing it or just if you want to review about what the dollhouse is here is a summary from tv.com they can be anyone you want the dollhouse is a very secret and very illegal place where wishes come true clients with the right connections and enough money can hire quote actives unquote people who have been programmed to perfectly fulfill the needs and desires of their clients and the actives are people who have chosen for their own reasons to surrender their bodies and minds for a five-year stay in the dollhouse they can be imprinted with any personality skill or even muscle memory they can be the perfect companion lover spy assassin and when the job is done They forget everything. But something is wrong with the active called Echo. No longer just a blank slate waiting for her next assignment, Echo is remembering flashes of the lives that she has lived in the games she has played. And she is starting to wonder just who she really is. Dollhouse is a production of 20th Century Fox Television, Joss Whedon's Mutant Enemy, that's the little guy that goes, grr, arg, arg. <laughs> and Eliza Dushku's Boston Diva Productions. And who is Eliza Dushku? She uh, is the actress that plays Echo. She actually is a repeat actor that Joss has worked with before, and he has said that he just absolutely loved working with her. And so, actually, this show came about mostly so that he could have an excuse to work with her again, because he was just so blown away um, by her performance in both Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. So, that's kind of where this came from. Yeah, so I didn't even know she even had her own productions not i did either who knew maybe it's just everybody everybody has one these days (laughs) now some people well i i will warn you dollhouse isn't for everyone it has a lot of questionable content to it but yet there is plenty to talk about philosophically and from a critical thinking perspective about Dollhouse. And so whether you watch it or not, that's between you and God. And (laughs) we won't judge you if you do or don't watch it. Flip side, don't judge us if we do or don't watch it. (laughs) It's appreciated. Yeah. But there are things that we should talk about because the truth is many Christians are watching TV shows like Dollhouse And what can be bad is if we're watching things like this without thinking. And that's what our podcast is all about. (gasps) I just realized I didn't say my favorite tagline at the beginning. What did you you miss? I missed where we share critical thinking for the entertained Christian. 
Yeah. And that's what this is all about is critical <laughs> thinking for the entertained Christian, no matter what you're watching. What do you think about Dollhouse in general? Um, in general, it is a highly, highly entertaining show. It is um, very intense. It kind of, I mean, I'm a little, I my, my life is a little bit sad sometimes, but just because I'm a nerd. And so, like, <laughs> it gives me something to look forward to on Friday night. You're like, yes, Dollhouse is coming on. I get to find out what's going on next. It's, um... The, the whole premise is just really fascinating to look into because Joss uh, Whedon, the, the writer and director, he's bringing up all these fascinating questions about, you know, what it means to be a person and having a soul and like, you know, if, if you can really erase a person or, you know, as Echo is, is showing, will they come back and like all these and it's not just about Echo, which is pretty cool. Like, there are other people in the dollhouse that are actively involved in the show. And just kind of looking at everybody and seeing how they interact with each other and the, the stuff that's going on. It's just, Joss Whedon is a master craftsman when it comes to creating stories. And, and this is some of his, his best work. Yeah, and we'll get into a lot of those topics. But something that, well, first of all, is quite obvious because it was in the tv.com description is the dollhouse is an illegal establishment and as we learned in the most recent episode belonging the people in the dollhouse were chosen for very specific reasons listen to this dialogue from the latest episode belonging how can you expect me to do this you'll do it because you must the cold reality is that everyone here was chosen because their morals have been compromised in some way. Everyone except you. You, Topher, were chosen because you have no morals. You have always thought of people as playthings. This is not a judgment. You always take very good care of your toys. But you're simply going to have to let this one go. So to Topher, the dolls, or I keep calling them dolls, they're actually called actives. The, well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, people would say they that they're dolls, dolls I'm going to be referring to them as dolls. But So to Topher, they're kind of like his toys and Adele is saying, you always take care of your toys. But more importantly, there's the issue that all of them have compromised their morals in some way. And we've seen that through the series. Right. Well, I mean, let's let's just step back and think about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They are, in essence, trying to take away from these people what makes them a person, which we'll get into more later. And and then using them for their own ends to get a lot of money, basically. To be able to treat a human being like that, you'd have to. Like, that would be, it would have to be a requirement to have loose and or no morals. Because, I mean, that's a really awful thing. <laughs> yeah, now it's interesting that Adele says that Topher has no morals. But in this episode, we see that he does. Right. He feels right. guilty about selling Sierra back to this guy. 
this guy. Well, that's that's been the my favorite part about season two is that um, Joss Whedon, the, the writer slash director, he's been getting more into Topher. Like in the first season, Topher was just the guy that made he he made the puppets dance, and you know he was just the the computer behind the operation. But in this season. Um, especially like with his interactions with Dr. Saunders, the the who turned out to be a doll, and that was a big shock for everybody. And and like giving him depth and layers, that that has been really interesting. And so it was nice to see Topher being pushed, like finding an edge to what Topher would tolerate. Mm-hmm. It's it that's been interesting. Like I think I the The Bible says very clearly that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Like nobody is good, no, not one, and everybody is inherently sinful. But even still, I think everybody has a limit somewhere, and there is. It might be way, way far away, but I think that there is a line some people won't cross, just because we we know what is good and what is bad and we choose to do bad but we still know what is good and what is bad and that we should do good and that the this show was basically showing us where Topher's line was and showing us where Adele's line wasn't mm-hmm. the really interesting thing is that Adele has been previously previously shown to have compassion or at least uh, equivalent human emotions in situations where Topher was just like, yeah, whatever. And so it was interesting to see their roles kind of reversed. Even though she was upset about what was going on, she was not stopping it. And I thought that was interesting. So then let's start talking about some of the general aspects of Dollhouse. And like you referred to, really, I would say that Dollhouse is just glorified human trafficking and a sex service. Well, yeah, but it makes sense. I mean, what you can have full control over one person. What's the automatic thing everybody's going to think of for you yeah, to do? Exactly. Sex. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the first season, didn't they somehow communicate that that was a line that could not be breached by the clients? Um, what do you mean? That the romantic uh, encounters or engagements Mm -hmm. could not breach the line of sex or could not involve sex. But then as we see in the more recent episodes, well, a lot of them do. Right. Um, I would say no, but I'm not really sure just because a lot of the engagements are centered around that. Mm -hmm. But it would make sense if that was a line just because how else are you supposed to keep all of your actives like healthy and stuff? Yeah. So that has something that I've wondered about. Yeah, I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering that. A verse, a passage of scripture that brings to mind in the fact that these actives are giving of their bodies they're giving of themselves or they're giving themselves to just strangers really people they don't know they are putting right. on this other personality romans 6 12 through 16 
Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts, and do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? May it never be. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death, or of obedience resulting in righteousness? Here, these people are presenting themselves as slaves for obedience. No. No? Okay. Oh. Wait. Are, are you disagreeing sin, or sla- Well, slaves to sin. I, I was, I was, sorry, I was looking at the obedience that was resulting in righteousness. Oh, okay. And that's not what they're doing. Right, okay. But yes, okay. I thought, ooh, we're going to have some controversy here. <laughs> uh, sorry. You disappointed me. No. Sorry. These actives are giving themselves as slaves for obedience to the people who, to the clients who have these desires and are these fantasies and they get this personality imprinted on them that they become slaves to that person essentially. And the actives, would you say they really have control over their own decisions when they have the personalities imprinted on them? When you have the um, personality imprinted, like does that supposedly the idea is that you are then completely that person, that personality. Like you have a full historical background, family, like, you know, everything that what you would naturally think of that would make a human is like there in your memory banks and like, you know, your behavior, your accent, their accents change all the time. So, I mean, in in a sense, they, they come across as a full human being. And human beings, to various extents and to various versions of theology, have free will. But they're not themselves, like the active is not their original self. So in that sense, they don't have the choice. They have to behave how they've been, quote, programmed to behave. So in a sense, they are really becoming slaves to the client, even though they have this facade of free will right they it is free will within the client's pre (laughs) predestined will (laughs) of how this person would be and act and respond to them right it's not true free will and that i didn't put this in my notes but that raises the question of people ask often why didn't God create us to always obey him? Well, I think the dollhouse presents a good example of that because if we're created specifically to think and act a certain way, we're not obeying. We're just, there's no choice in the matter. Like, the the creepiest thing when you were watching the first episode and they were showing you the dollhouse and all of these people walking around kind of like zombies and there's like 
very little emotion, very little expression. And it's kind of like how a lot of people like portray utopia, like in, in futuristic kind of movies, like the majority mm. of people are just very placid and there's not a whole lot going on there. There's nothing there. And nobody, you know, you can't have a relationship with someone who is just going to stand stand there and stare at you. Like, there's there's no ability for a relationship to be there. Yeah, they are blank slates, really. That's what happens when they go back to the dollhouse and they get their treatment, is they return to blank slates. Regarding the personalities that are being imprinted on them, well, first of all, they get all of these different personalities imprinted, for most of them, it seems to be fine. They go through it all right. But we're starting to see, well, yeah, most of them. But yeah. Echo is different. She is remembering things, and she's starting to have some struggles as these different personalities are coming back. And it right. reminds me of James one eight, which talks about the double-minded man, and it says that he is in, unstable in all of his ways. And that very well describes Echo, is that she yeah. is becoming unstable yeah i mean she's the hero so you're not supposed to look at her as a loose cannon but that's really what it is and especially in a show not long ago she ended up like there's this big mix-up and problem and she ended up getting the personality of a sociopath and a serial killer in her head which and what we've learned in this season is that all of the personalities in her head stay there like they they don't they don't leave they don't go anywhere because of an incident with alpha and it's this really big whole thing mm-hmm. so i mean like the my first reaction was that's not good she i mean with all the weirdness that's been going on with echo she does not need a sociopath in her head that could try to pop out at any second and take control <laughs> like Not good. Not good. (laughs) Yeah. In Dollhouse, they are imprinting these personalities on people. But a human personality is so much more than just the mind. Like when the prophet Samuel was looking for the next king of Israel because God was displeased with Saul and Saul's disobedience, blatant disobedience. And so... God told Samuel to go find another king and to go to this family of the house of Jesse. And Samuel sees all of these very attractive men and strong and tall and all of this stuff that look like the characteristics of a good leader. And 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And the the things that make up our personality are so much more than just our mind. It's our heart, something that is separate from our minds. And I don't just mean the beating heart, but our spirit. Yeah, We are spiritual beings, and that is what God sees. It is our spirit that lives eternally. Our mind, not like our brain, doesn't live forever and ever. And our mind can be changed. We've seen that people can be brainwashed. 
Right. And there are even mind-altering substances like right. drugs and alcohol. So yeah, the mind can certainly, in a sense, be reprogrammed. So far, it can't totally be done with a computer. Someday, technology yeah. is going that direction. Yeah. But changing a person's mind is not changing their core spirit. And it's that spirit of man, the heart of man, that... Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? And only God can really understand the spirit of man. No, see, that's what's really cool is Topher takes great pride in that he understands the mind of man and the brain and all of this stuff. And he says he's this genius and he takes great pride in himself over that. And yeah, sure, he understands the brain. But he has absolutely no knowledge of the spirit, of the real heart of people. And it's that heart, that core inner personality, the true person that we see coming out of Echo. Right. Which, um, like, that's one of the big questions that the show raises as a whole is what does it mean to be human? Can you take a person wipe their brain and will I mean can you really do that like is it really just a physical thing or is there this spiritual element to it that can't be touched by science and that's one of the questions that Joss has raised in this show and with Echo remembering things and you know they're actually being a show he seems to be saying that no it's not just a physical level that we exist on which i find interesting on his part because joss is a very proud he even says he's an angry atheist which is ironic but to anyway so i mean like he looks at the world and all he can see is the physical realm like that's all and he's an atheist that's all he's allowed to see according to his worldview but In the show, the whole premise is that you can't erase a person because it's not just the physical nature. Yeah, and I don't think he's really admitting to the presence of a spirit within Dollhouse, but he is instead saying that the entire brain can't be reprogrammed or that there are certain parts of the brain. And hes I believe that he is maintaining things just within the realm of the brain and not considering the spirit or the heart in all of this. Okay. That would make more sense for him. But like, that's just how, like, that's how I am thinking about it, which makes sense because I'm a Christian. I believe that we have souls and right. Yeah. We are looking at it differently than Whedon is. Right. In fact, the, the very method of God's creation explains the existence of a soul. Because when we look back at the historical record of when God created man in Genesis, well, what's it say? How did God create man? In Genesis 127, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. What this verse is saying is that when God created man, he, he treated man differently with with all the other animals and all of 
all of the entire rest of creation. It just said, and then God created, and then there was evening and morning. And then God spoke and created, and then there was evening and morning. But when God gets to man, not only does it repeat the phrase three times, it also means that God, he, he breathed the this he he breathed life into man he put his spirit his um i guess yeah it it says that he breathed the (laughs) breath of life into him and not only that because the other animals are also referred to the animals not the other the animals are also said to have the breath of life because like later in genesis when the flood comes it says everything in which is the breath of life will perish except what's on board the ark but it says that god breathed the breath of life into him and he became a living soul that phrase and he became a living soul applies to nothing else in creation right which is within that living soul, we get the, the obvious things such as creativity, morality, reasoning abilities, and our ability to have a relationship with God. Animals, I mean, as much as it might appease a child to say so, when your dog dies, it does not go to heaven. <laughs> it just is dead. But all and dogs go to sad. heaven. <laughs> There's a really bad movie that would say so, but no. Your animal just dies, and as sad as that is, that's part of life, and you accept it and move on. And you know, and I can say this because I have had two very near and dear pets die on me, and it's very sad. But they did not go to heaven. They're just dead. Whereas human beings, the creatures who can create and reason and have a relationship with God... That comes from our having a soul and, and, and our being imprinted with God's image, basically. Now, I would actually go beyond that and saying that it's more having a spirit. We may differ on this, but I see the soul and the spirit as separate things. The soul I would call the mind, will, and emotions. And I would say that animals do have a soul in the sense of animals do have a mind, that they can, you know, animals can be intelligent. They have a will. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, animals just do <laughs> or don't want to do something. And they have emotions. My dog can be excited. She can be sad. She can be scared. She can be cautious. Right. She can be feeling disappointed because she knows she's in trouble for being somewhere <laughs> she wasn't supposed to. And she tucks her tail between her legs. So it is... Uh, emotions in her, but she doesn't have a spirit. I, I am lazy and tend to use the terms interchangeably. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, so uh, people I, uh, listening should just imagine you said spirit every time you said yes, soul. I every time I said soul, you should think I said spirit because usually when I'm having these sorts of discussions, I'm talking with an atheist or or whatever, and so usually. The term is interchangeable for them, and I kind of picked up on that habit, and I apologize sincerely. (laughs) (laughs) That is perfectly (laughs) right. In fact, the difference of the soul and spirit is also further emphasized in a verse that we'll quote later. Again, Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul 
and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. They, they are different and I am not as clear on their, their differences as That's I right. should it, be. But anyway. It can be a technicality of a word. Yeah. Well, you know what? We are going up to our length of a regular episode. So I think we're going to need to split this into a two-part. So let's wrap up this episode and call this part one in our next episode, which will be, can you guess? Yes, part (laughs) two. We will cover some extremely controversial questions about Dollhouse. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So that is hopefully a really good teaser for people. (laughs) Listen to the next one. Yes. It'll be great. Yes, and hopefully they will. If you have some thoughts, our listeners, if you have thoughts about Dollhouse or anything that we've talked about here, we would love to hear your thoughts and we could include those either in a mega feedback episode in the future or mini sode, mini episode, mini sode, whatever, mm-hmm. mini episode special yeah. thing. We would love to hear your comments. So you can email those to us at areyoujustwatching.com. Audio files are welcome, especially if you've got an iPhone. It's real easy to record a voice memo and just send it off to us at areyoujustwatching.com. You can also comment on our website, which is areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast slash, and the show notes for this episode will be at 010. So that's 010. That's areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast slash zero one zero. And you can also call with just any kind of phone and leave a voicemail for us that we can play or listen to. And you can call 859-353-4332. Also remember that on the website, we are featuring some other items and I'm playing around with the website, trying to fix a couple things. We've got a Facebook page now and I'm trying to fix it so we get the Facebook URL and username for it, but it's just not working for some reason. So to join our Facebook fan page, you can just go to areyoujustwatching.com and you'll see the little box on the side that has Facebook fan page. You can subscribe to this show if you're not already subscribed. You can follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Eve is twitter.com slash Eve Franklin. Chris, you're not on Twitter. Um, Actually, I did get one. So Do you use me- it? Uh, not really. Okay. So, I mean, I can let you know what it is, but I I don't really do anything with it. I mostly got it because you kept bugging me about getting one. So I was like, fine, I'll get one. It's not quite a status symbol of just having one. You have to actually use it. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Dang it. So you're just out there on the internet. I'm just, yes, I am out there on the internet. But not in a sketchy kind of way. (laughs) Yeah. Chris, I really appreciate you coming, and we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Until we hear from you next time, or I guess our listeners will hear from us next time, because part two will download very soon if they don't already have it downloaded. I'm Daniel Lewis. And I'm Chris Jones. Thanks for listening. And don't just watch. Are You Just Watching? is produced and sponsored by D. Joseph Design at djosephdesign.com. The opening vocal talent is thanks to Mariah. Our theme song is used courtesy of Answers in Genesis from their exciting Vacation Bible School curriculum, Operation Space, which you can find at answersvbs.com. <laughs>